0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the recent Chinese hack of a Microsoft vulnerability prompts DHS to step up its analysis of all threats to cloud environments. The Postal Service is launching a new initiative to address declines in mail volume. And all those opinions on telework might all be wrong stories and more in today's federal newscast. It's Monday, August 14th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the federal newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. Telework proponents say working from home increases productivity and work-life balance. But a new report from the Government Accountability Office says the longer-term impacts of telework are still unknown. Although GAO says telework generally has a positive impact on employees, it's too soon to measure other effects such as workforce attrition and the aforementioned productivity. The report's findings covering the nationwide workforce come just a week after the White House urged agencies to start, quote, aggressively executing return-to-office plans starting in September. The Defense Department is considering significant changes to how the D.C. National Guard is structured. No decisions are final yet, but one idea on the table is to remove the D.C. Guard's aviation units in return for more military police. A bigger possible change has to do with who controls the National Guard. In every state, that's the governor. But since D.C. doesn't have a governor, the responsibility currently falls to the Secretary of the Army. DOD is contemplating a change that would shift that control to U.S. Northern Command. About 500 frontline employees at the Federal Housing Finance Agency vote to unionize. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has the details. Those feds have elected the National Treasury Employees Union as their representative in a vote of 254 to 24. The new group is NTEU's 35th union chapter, joining others including chapters at the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Incoming NTEU National President Doreen Greenwald says the priorities for those workers will be finding better work-life balance and getting adequate agency funding. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The DHS-sponsored Cyber Safety Review Board gets its next assignment directly from a recent cyber incident. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. Less than a month after Chinese hackers exploited an unpatched Microsoft cloud vulnerability, the Department of Homeland Security is sending in the experts. The Cyber Safety Review Board will conduct its next review of the malicious targeting of cloud computing environments. CSRB's analysis will include both the Microsoft incident, as well as cloud-based identity and authentication infrastructure affecting other cloud service providers and their customers. Through this review, the CSRB will develop recommendations for the cloud service providers. DHS did not offer any sort of timetable for the CSRB to complete its review. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. An interagency group is finalizing a playbook to reduce improper payments across government. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman reports. Members of the Joint Financial Management and Improvement Program are planning to release a three-year payment integrity plan this fall. The goal is to drive down improper payments that surged at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Agencies saw a decline in improper payments in fiscal 2022. Treasury Deputy Assistant Secretary for Accounting Policy and Financial Transparency Renata Miskel says the strategy is focused in part on getting agencies better access to data to proactively stop improper payments. It's really all about paying the right person in the right amount at the right time. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Defense Department wants military and civilian employees to submit promising talent management ideas with potential to make an impact in recruiting and retaining a diverse force. DOD is hosting a talent management challenge between now and the end of September and wants participants to submit ideas relating to recruiting, promotions, retention, and even so-called wildcard topics. Finalists will pitch their ideas to a panel of DOD senior leaders who will decide if and how to use them. An Air Force review of the supply chain for microelectronics found several areas where the Defense Department should focus its efforts for improved security. A panel of experts conducted a review of the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Research and Engineering's Microelectronics Quantifiable Assurance Program. It found that the trusted foundry and the microelectronics quantifiable assurance approaches can mitigate risk. Trusted Foundry offers protection against unauthorized disclosure of classified information. Quantifiable Assurance is an emerging data-centric approach to independently assess integrity across the microelectronics development life cycle. Agencies awarding task or delivery orders worth less than $6 million, but more than the simplified acquisition threshold of $250,000, could soon have to give unsuccessful vendors more information about why they lost. A new proposed rule by the Federal Acquisition Regulatory Council would require agencies to provide a brief explanation, including the rationale for award and an evaluation of the significant weak or deficient factors in the offeror's offer. For awards worth more than $6 million, agencies already have to provide a post-award notification or post-award debriefing. Comments on the proposed rule are due by October 10th. The Postal Service is launching a new initiative to address declines in mail volume. USPS is asking its regulator to approve a discount for first-class mail and marketing mail for companies that pay the agency to deliver at least a million pieces of mail in either category. The incentive is meant to encourage large mailers to increase the amount of mail USPS delivers after years of declines. The agency saw a nearly 6% decrease in its first-class mail volume in the third quarter of this fiscal year compared to the same period last year. But it also reported a 4% increase in first-class mail revenue. That's because USPS raised mail rates last month, hiking the price of a first-class stamp to 66 cents. The agency is settling into a familiar routine of biannual rate increases for its Monopoly mail products each January and July. If approved by the Postal Regulatory Commission, USPS plans to begin registration for its bulk mail discount program in November. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Monday, August 14th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.